It has been a lot shorter than you would have hoped, but we're back. Welcome to the Sportsway Podcast. My name is Fitz Kerrigan. Christian Mott. And we are your hosts for this podcast. And we got a lot of we got a about on this episode. A lot of football, both college and professional. So uh, let's just get this episode. Let's just get running right into it and starting off with Jeff Kerrigan's the J, uh, JFK's topic of the day. Um, for my topic of the day, it probably has to be uh, for just for like the week. It, it probably is going to be the the World Cup. Uh, the FIFA World Cup t- is taking place right now, and the week probably has to be uh, the U- the USA playing, and in a, and it was a draw with a zero a score of zero zero. Um, I don't really watch much soccer. I couldn't really. I don't. I don't really understand the game, but I mean, apparently, apparently England only had twenty one shots on goal. So I mean, I'll take it. So. Christian, what do you think about like? I mean, we don't talk. We let me rephrase that. We never talk about soccer, um, but like, how hard do you think like so- because we know soccer, you got to be in like really really good shape because the clock keeps ticking. How hard do you think it is to be an actual like to be a professional soccer player in the World Cup? It's pretty hard. I think you have to be. It's like they're very talented with their feet. Just watching them, it's so crazy it's like like they they can just they like us with basketball and like being able to like dribble and stuff and like control the ball like that that's what they are able to do with their feet which just seems crazy because like you know yeah um, because we obviously don't have that foot coordination but those soccer players they're really good at that they can really like control I'd say like Soccer is basically like basketball, but with, with like feet. Like okay. they can really control like the touch and like how they can like manip- manipulate the ball and like curve and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really they're really talented those soccer players. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any being a professional athlete in any sport is hard, but I mean, the soccer is so under, it's not it's not very the biggest worldwide sport, but it's not very it's like the fourth biggest in the U.S. I mean. You got football, basketball, and baseball in the U.S., which is, like, it doesn't get a lot of attention around here. But, like, in other places, like, in France, it's huge. In Spain, it's huge. Like, other, all these different, like, Europe, soccer is huge in Europe. And over there, they call it football. And so, I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible how wide it's, it's, it, it is, actually. And you don't really, you don't really get that much in the U.S. because – you got like all these other sports that are like professional because, like, w- overseas that doesn't really get a lot of attention. Like basketball in like basketball in France doesn't really get a lot of attention unless unless it's Victor Wembanyama. But I mean, that I mean, yeah, soccer. A lot of people are paying attention to that like in Europe and everything like that. So for that, that wraps up JFK. Yeah. Okay. Now for Mott's moment, I'm going to be talking about the Jets. The Jets uh, recently benched um, their quarterback, their young quarterback, um, who I forgot his name, but that's, that doesn't matter. Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Zach Wilson. 
So I recently benched him and in favor of Mike White, who took over today. And that proved to be a great decision as um, Mike White really shined with his opportunity with over 300 yards and three touchdown passes. That's like a Patrick Mahomes type of performance. Like that's, that's really a big deal for your first start of the season. And I think that makes, that makes Zach Wilson look very bad. It's the same offense, same exact stuff. It's just Mike, Mike White was able to get it done. And yeah, I don't know what's going on with Zach Wilson. I never really bought into that hype. I know he, in his like pre-draft workouts, he's like throwing the ball like sixty yards or whatever. Like that's like what a lot of quarterbacks can do. Like, like Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure he can throw it that far too. And other quarterbacks, like Justin, Justin Herbert, but that doesn't make you a good quarterback. There's so many other things. So, um, I don't know. Like coming from Baylor, he he never really that team was never really all that special. Baylor. Oh, not Baylor. I meant, uh, I mean, um, BYU. Yeah. Where Zach Wilson came. So, like, it's he's really making the Jets look like a fool. But I'm sure right now they're they don't care about that. They're 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 doing very good. They've got I'm pretty sure a wild card spot right now, and that's seven and four is very good. As a Chargers fan, I would take seven and four, but. Yeah, the Jets are doing very good, and um, they got a. I think they got a good future in the next five to ten years, as long as they can get the, like a stable quarterback. I think they'll be very good. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right. Um. So, is that your? Is that the end of your moment? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of um. We are we are winding down to uh, checking down to the uh college football bowl games. So a lot of games went down uh, this weekend. It was rivalry week, and boy, did, boy, it did not disappoint in the least. Let's start with let's start it off with a bang: Michigan, Ohio State in Columbus. Game there. I mean, Michigan is they've amazed me so much this year. I hate I hate them, but they've amazed me a lot because. The way that JJ McCarthy, the way that JJ McCarthy is handling himself as a young kid, it's amazing. Like, no other twenty-year-old could just come in and like do what he's doing at the level he's doing it at. Like, this is like the best. I mean, he had a little bit of he had a year last year where he didn't really play that much, but he's really stepping it up this year with the grad uh, with K Nick Mick Namura graduating and really stepping it up this year and showing everybody what he's built up. So he's really surprised me with like um the ability to throw like the ability to throw the ball and um just the way he played yesterday. Jacob Corum was limited yesterday. He did not he, two carries for very limited yards. That's basically him not playing. So him not playing and them beating Ohio State by twenty, that's amazing. And they were the underdogs in that game. Like it's crazy. JJ McCarthy carried one hundred percent. I mean, he had some. He 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 just created so much time for his for his lineman created him so much time for like him to find. He find he found like Cor, Cornelius Johnson a couple times. And like he's just finding all these different receivers. And Jacob Corn being out, it just all these other guys stepped up like, yesterday for Ohio State. 
And that's what um, that's what had Michigan get the win. Christian, what do you think about? I mean, I know you don't watch a lot of like Michigan or Ohio State a lot, um, but since Wisconsin's in the Big Ten, I, I've, I'm kind of forced to watch them. Um, but like, what do you what do you make of Michigan and like what they were able to do yesterday, and what does this do for their future? Well, I think they 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 really showed the, how good of a team they are yesterday. Like Blake Corum. He, I'd say he's the, the second-best running back in all of college football. He goes down, and then they have an, an epic performance uh, by his backup, who had ran for over 200 yards. Um, 200 yards. I think he had a couple of touchdowns. Let me see. He ran for 200 yards, 216 yards of two touchdowns and 9.8 yards per carry. So that's re- really a way to step it up for the – for the young um, sophomore. So he, he looks like he has a bright future out of, for him, Donovan Edwards. And obviously, yeah, J.J. McCarthy, he really looked good. He's only a sophomore. So I know it's early, but, like, if he, if he can play on the, that well on that type of stage, I think we could definitely see him on Sundays in, a, in, like, in a, like, a couple of years. Um, but, yeah, um, that's what I have to say about that. I, I think – Michigan, they're really talented. I think Ohio State always gets the hype train around them. They really mm-hmm. haven't beaten anyone this year that that's all that good. Like You're talking about earlier, Michigan? Ohio State, no. Okay. Um, CJ Stroud, like I said last podcast, he's going against teams like Nebraska, having all these good stats. But now we see against a big, a big-time opponent, he wasn't able to get it done. He had two picks. That's not – you can't have that when you're going against a team like Michigan. Yeah. And speaking of Nebraska, they hired a new head coach, Matt Rule, the guy who got fired from Carolina. Mm, yeah. Um, so what do you think about that? That's a good – That's first of all, it's – sorry about that. But first of all, it's a it's a it's an early move Nebraska. And first of all, like what do you make of like Matt Rule just getting fired from NFL not going to college football? Like what in your mind – what are you thinking right now when you hear Matt Rule's going to Nebraska? Well, you obviously know what's what what he's doing and how he wants to, you know, handle his career right now. But from the outside looking in, I say it's a pretty bad decision to go to Nebraska like that. That school's never done anything in the last like I don't know, like last ten years with football. So it's gonna obviously if he can re rehabilitate that program, I think that really that looks real good on his end, and I'm sure that's maybe what he's going for. But and I'm sure he's gonna get some some good recruits coming in next year. Like he 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 really did pretty good at Baylor, and you know they see an NFL coach coming into college football. I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of recruits that want to play for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nebraska, it seems like there there'd be a plenty of better options but I guess that's the type of program he's looking for a fresh start a program where he can build up and really shape and leave his own imprint so I, I'm guessing that's what he's going for but like me personally I, if I was in this position I would not choose that school yeah for sure um, I mean like you said Ohio State's had a Ohio, like I know the Nebraska. I mean, that's a now that's surprising because you wouldn't expect that guy to get a job that that soon, especially in the place where he got it from, Nebraska. 
and um, I know they had a head. I know their head coach has been gone for a while, but going back to Ohio State, like you said, they CJ Stroud is that awfully good, but he hasn't been playing against really, really good. He hasn't really been playing against good teams. Like Ohio State's had a pretty easy schedule this year. I mean, except for the first game, pretty much. Yeah, for the first game against Notre Dame, that was really their only like contest, and they won that. And then from high coming in. And then they just kept blowing out these teams by a lot, and that's what just kept making them on higher and higher. Michigan has had a decent Michigan's had a decent schedule this year. I mean, they've had some tough opponents, but um, they've had some tough opponents. But it's it, it's been harder than Ohio State. They, they haven't been beating these opponents by much as much as Ohio State. So that's why they were number three, and Ohio State was number two. But that I think Michigan is going to the Fiesta Bowl this year, calling it. Michigan and um, I think I dude I think Ohio State drops down to five. TCU goes up to th- TCU goes up to three, or uh, I think uh, oh ooh, uh, I don't know, dude. I they got they got to come out with the the rankings right now. They already did. They did. Who's five? USC's number four. Oh damn! So I TCU is three. I'm not exactly sure, but I saw on ESPN that um, well, Georgia's number one. The question, yeah, but all right, all right, Georgia's number one. Yeah, USC's number four. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that that makes TCU probably three. Then is going to the Fiesta Bowl. I'm calling it right now. Michigan, yeah, Michigan. Okay, let's see what it is. Georgia's number one. Michigan number two. TCU three. USC I think that, four, Ohio I think State that's five. How, I think that's how it's going to be. Unless Alabama TCU six, lo- Tennessee seven, Penn State eight. Unless TCU barely beats uh, Kansas State, they're going to the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Because if they barely beat Kansas State, Kansas State is not that good of a football team. If they barely beat Kansas State, then that means they're going they're, – that means they're kind of going downward, yes, if that makes sense. Like if they – if. If TCU barely beats Kansas State, they're going down. They're the number four, and you see a USC will go to number three. But if they if they beat um if they beat Kansas State by more than fifteen points, they're coming to Phoenix. I'm calling it right now. All right, um, moving on to another game: uh, Clemson, South Carolina. That was an unbelievable game. Spencer Rattler didn't have the kind of didn't have the miracle of a game he had against. Tennessee last week, but had a pretty good game uh, yesterday as they knocked off the number eight ranked Tigers, thirty-one to thirty. In in at Clemson, uh, Christian, we don't we all know we saw Spencer Rat. You did you see the Spencer Rattler from when he played against Tennessee? Like he was unstoppable, in a way. When he played against who? Tennessee. Oh yeah, he like, played really he, good. But like the last two games, he's played amazing. But then what? And then so he played well. He played very well against Tennessee, and he played well yesterday. Where did and do you think this is going to get into his head? And where? What's? What do you think his future is like going forward? Like, do you think this is going to get into his head? Like he's going to be like, oh, I'm so I I played so good against these teams. I don't really have to play good anymore. Do you think he's going to keep it up? Do you think it's going to? What I'm trying to ask is. Do you think that he'll keep this up, or do you think it'll go down? 
Well, I think with these last couple games, he's definitely showing real good potential. Uh, I don't think he's going to enter the draft. At least I'd be surprised if he did because, like, there's so much good quarterback talent, and I think he'd probably be, like, a seventh-rounder undrafted guy. So I think uh, if I was him, you know, you just got to finish this year strong, and then next year's a senior year, and just go all out, ball out, and maybe he can be a pretty – pretty good pick next year because he's definitely shown signs of doing really good. He also has thrown a lot of picks this year. I think he's thrown like 11, which is a lot for a college, college like a um, an NFL quarterback, like an NFL quarterback talent. Like a lot of those quarterbacks like C.J. Stroud and um, Caleb Williams, all those guys are going to be top picks. They're all throwing like three, like three to five picks a year. So yeah. He's definitely got to turn the picks a little bit lower, but like, he's definitely got that gunslinger mentality, and I think that's uh, if he keeps it up, that's really he's it's gonna really help him. Um, His confidence has to be out of the roof right now. Yeah, I'm sure he, he's really fit, starting to fit in to uh, South Carolina. I know they had a slow start. I really wasn't hearing much about them, but then all of a sudden, these last two games have been big wins, and um, you know. And Rattler's a Phoenix. Rattler's a Phoenix kid. Yeah, cool. I think went to Oklahoma. He he yeah. had a decent uh, freshman year, or or his first year. And then the second year, he's projected to be like the Heisman winner. He kind of did. He kind of um, disappointed. Caleb Williams took over, and now he's trying to like re rehabilitate his his culture. Yeah, but do you think? Were you surprised when he transferred to South Carolina? No, I wasn't because I – wait. Uh, yeah, well, I guess – Like, I know – like, you're not – Like, yeah, you, are you – are you, but hold on. Let me let me ask this question. Are you surprised he transferred? Well, I think he transferred – I'm pretty sure he transferred before Caleb Williams. Is that correct? Or well, do you Caleb know Williams went with Lincoln Riley. I know, but I think – Along with Mike – Malachi – Along with Malachi, Nelson, and Malik. Yeah, Makai. Um, do you know if Spencer Rattler transferred before Caleb Williams transferred, or Caleb know? Williams transferred when you, Lincoln Riley took the USC job? I don't I believe know. so. I don't know. I guess he Spencer Rattler could have stayed with Oklahoma, but he probably wanted to be able to like go to a a coach like he knew was gonna be like. It's always tough when you're a quarterback or any putty. Or anybody, when a new coach comes in, you don't know who it's going to be. You know, don't know how it's going to look like for you. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's probably a good idea that he transferred because he gets to know the court, the coach that he's going to in South Cor- at South Carolina. I'm I was just shocked he picked. Uh, I was just shocked he picked South Carolina. You know. Yeah, it's definitely. Like you would have I know a couple of years ago options. they used to be really good. Yeah, a couple years ago for they used sure. to be really good with yeah. Javion yeah. Clowney. They uh-huh. had a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe but. like trying to recreate that or something. So, all right. Um, let's let's start. Uh, te- let's go with Texas A and M knocking off LSU. Jane Daniels did not have the very best game, kind of an off game, but that, they were number five, and now they're going to drop down since they had lost. They had lost earlier in the season. Since they had lost early in the season, they were number five. What do you think that? Um, because. Dude, the college football playoff is so hard to get into right now. What do you think? Do you think LSU is like out of contention with the loss yesterday? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but I mean, Texas A&M played a heck of a heck of a game. Um, 
They haven't had a very good year, though. They lost Appalachian State after they gave them a uh, million, million and a half dollars to come up and play. And then they yeah. uh, said, thanks for the money. We'll take the W, too. Um, but, I mean, it's always like – it's so – like college – that's what I love about college football. Like you could have the – you could have the top dog get knocked off. Like it's just like it's just part of the sport and it's so like watch and there's new players every year like new guys for sure like you got new freshmen coming in like you got the two kids coming from your school to USC like it's gonna be like it's gonna be amazing like what's gonna be able to happen that's why I love college football it's just unexpected like um a guy could come in and be the hero you know like it's all it's amazing yeah it's amazing to be a part of it's amazing to see all right um. Let's let. Uh, I think we're good on college, college football. Just one more topic. Um, the Stanford head coach, Stanford head coach David Shaw, resigned uh, after 12 years for the Cardinal. Um, just didn't sign today this morning after uh, Stanford season finale. Are you surprised that you resigned after being there for 12 years, or what do you think about it? Uh, yeah. Um, when I say so, um. Well, I've really been paying a lot of attention to Stan, so I can't really say I'm surprised, nor uh, I can't say I'm surprised, um, nor what what is it? Um, nor expecting Shocked. that to happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, he has been doing good. I know Stanford hasn't been doing good the last couple of years, and you know. Usually when that happens, coaches tend to get fired. And so I'm not – That's it's possible that he knew he was going to get fired and he'd rather just resign than get fired. Or maybe the organization just let him do that because he's been there for so long and he's had led them to such great success, especially with Chris McCaffrey. Those were like the glory days for him. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the or, – the, or, the, um, I'm sure Stanford – would rather have him resign than get fired just because it's better showing more respect. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that he was, I'm not, I, I'm like you, I don't really follow much of Stanford, but I'm just shocked that he resigned after 12 years, you know, like you don't really see a coach resign after Quinn Snyder resigned, but you probably knew he was going to get fired with Mitchell and Goldberry leaving uh, Utah. So, I mean, it was unexpected. It was unexpected, but, I'm not completely shocked by the fact that he left. So, um, yeah, they haven't been doing good though. Yeah. All right. Moving on to uh, the axe, uh, Madison, Wisconsin sucks, bro. Um, but it's fine. So does Iowa State. Not as much. But the point is, it. Um, wait, Minnesota. Wisconsin's record. Uh, six and six. And oh, um. Uh, Wisconsin, they hired a new head coach, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, the guy who took them, the guy who took the Bearcats to the playoff last year with Desmond Ritter. They hadn't been who? doing too well. They haven't been doing too well this year, but they went to the college football playoff last year. Who hired Cincinnati? Uh, Madison, the Badgers. Oh, okay. Football. So very exciting. I, I do not believe they kept Jim Leonard, however. But it's all good. 
Uh, Minnesota keeps the axe as they rally late. They rally back late to defeat Wisconsin, twenty-three to sixteen. Um, Ethan Kalamaka Manny's. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, but he's he's from Illinois. Um, yeah, he, he had three hundred nineteen passing yards and two touchdowns. But, um, he threw a forty he threw a forty five yard touchdown to Lee Lee Brockington uh, to take the lead late in the game, and then um, and then never looked, and then that was it. And then Graham Mertz uh, did not throw a touchdown, but he had and he had one hundred seventy passing yards and an interception. Grant Mertz is just not – he had that one good game against Illinois where he went like 20 – where he was passing like 23 for 24. But otherwise, he's been really, really badly. So, that's that's what I – Christian, what do you think about uh, Wisconsin? Because, I mean, they're like Iowa State. They don't – they're not really that good, you know. What do you think about – like what – like what – where's to go from here? Well, first of all, I'd like to correct you. I think what you meant to say is Iowa State's like them. They're not very good. Yes. Um, Thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah. I think Wisconsin <laughs> has been bad for a while, except with Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So, has so State. where do you think they go from here? Well, like all college football teams, they gotta get, they got to get those recruits. And um, just one player can often turn the – Turn the their turn the team around. Uh, as did Jonathan Taylor for you, I, I'd say yep. for Ohio Iowa State. I'd say it's um, David Montgomery who kind of turned things around because then after David Montgomery got Brees Hall, so you know, or maybe it was maybe even Alan Lazard, but whatever. Um, but yeah, they always got to bring in new talent and. If you can get a get a couple good guys, that usually sets the tone for the team, and usually they'll get they'll keep on getting better guys. Um, I'm but I'm kind of surprised that Wisconsin hasn't been doing so good after they just had Jonathan Taylor a few years ago. Because usually mm-hmm. what happens is other good players start coming in after they see um, like other good players that have done it and done good at that school. But you know, Paul Christ is not, was not a good recruiter. Yeah, recruiting at the end of the day is like what makes or breaks college football teams. Like Alabama, for example, they've been doing as good this year, and that's probably a large part to the recruiting. Like, especially like the receivers, like they don't have really that. Like they have a lot of young receivers. They don't really have any um, star. They don't really have a star receiver yet on their team. So like, they obviously need to work on that. For recruiting, but um, for sure, yeah, recruiting is just the main thing for college football. Yeah, I know, what you, I know what you're saying. Just like get more like recruits and everything like that, and that'll help you um, get the job done. All right, moving on from uh, <laughs> college football to what? What's so funny? What? You were you laughing? No. Okay. Um, moving on from college football, just a quick mention. Number one, North Carolina has been doused the last their last two games. They lost Friday to Iowa State, uh, Christian's father's alma mater, at seventy to sixty-five. 
Um, very. I was. They're undefeated. They're, yeah, well, this year they're undefeated, but like in the past, they haven't been very good in basketball. Um, other than the fact that them beating Wisconsin last year in the tournament. Um, but the point, and then oh yeah, that uh, and also, um, Johnny Davis has been sucking in the NBA. I know. Yeah, that's that's what I think. It makes it makes me feel bad for him because I he had all that hype, and I think he should have stayed one more year. Because he's turning out to be a bust right now. Wait, is he was he a sophomore or what? Sophomore, he years. He should have stayed one more year and then gone to the draft. He shouldn't have gone that. He well, he's still gone. young. He still has a bright future, but like I know, I but know, like it's dude, better. it's. He's averaging 1.2 points a game. It's bad. Yeah. He's got the size and skills. He just needs to, like, I don't Put know. Put together. You know, such. He's, he's not getting re- his chance. He's a really good basketball player, but there's such just a, such a thin margin that separates, like, decent players from, like, bench warmers. So, like, he just needs to do whatever it takes to just get that little advantage. That will get him more minutes on the floor. And once he gets more minutes, then then he'll, he'll be able to get more comfortable and get better. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then the North Carolina lost today to Alabama in four overtimes. They lost to them um, 103 to 101. Uh, and R.J. Davis's three-pointer to win it was off. No foul called. And Alabama won today, improving their record to 6-1. and one. All right, moving on. Oh, damn it. I just saw Rodgers go out with an oblique injury. Now, oh. we have Jordan, now we have Jordan Love. Weird. Um, uh, all right, moving on to the NFL. Um, uh, 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 Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars very shockingly beat the Baltimore Ravens today, 28-27. to Justin Tucker missed a 67-yard field goal that could have won it and given it a new record. Christian, give us a better insight on Justin Tucker. Wait, like, how did he miss it? Was it, like, too far to the left or the right? It was short. Short? Barely short, but, like, give us an – give us, like – give give us kind of the brief summary of, like, Justin Tucker. That kicker, like what? Like, the kicker. Oh, he's he's definitely the best kicker of all time Um, for the NFL. He's, like – he has such a high uh, conversion percentage, like kicking percentage. He also like barely misses any extra points. Um, so he's been a very valuable asset for the Ravens. Um, I'm actually thinking about it, not very surprised that he missed that 67 yarder because when he made the 66 yarder, it, it like barely went in. It like tipped in, it, like hit the crossbar and then bounced in. It's so, like an extra three feet. That's a lot. That's a big distance, especially for barely making the 66-yarder. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, He's sure been drilling 70-yard field goals in warm-ups. He was? Yeah, in New Orleans. Uh, well. But keep in mind, New that Orleans, was outside. Yeah. Um, New, or- New, or- keep it, the J- New Orleans is inside. Jacksonville is outside. Yeah. Where he, met, and, where he was short, so maybe the wind kicked in. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure there's definitely other kickers that could have made, maybe made that kick, but what makes D- Justin Tucker and other kickers um, 
like other good NFL kickers so different from everyone else is just how accurate they are. It's not always about how strong their leg is because there's some kickers that are have stronger legs than other NFL kickers. It's just that NFL kickers in general, they have to be really accurate. So they have to basically be able to consistently make like 45 yarders and like 50 yarders. But like, um, for example, Ryan Suckup, he's a kicker for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, he's been in the league for a while, and his career long is a 54-yarder. So, like, that's 12 yards shorter than Justin Tucker. But Ryan Suckup's a very, still a very good kicker because he's, he, he's very accurate, and he makes most of his kicks. So, like, yeah, that's just what separates kickers, other kickers from um, the rest. And Justin Tucker's been, like, the most accurate NFL kicker of all time. So that's mm-hmm. what separates him. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Christian. Thank you for that uh, brief summary. Um, but he missed a 67-yard field goal. Um, Jacksonville, I mean, Baltimore blew another lead. That's their fifth blown lead this season. Miami, Buffalo. Uh, I think Miami. Hold on. Miami, Buffalo. I think it was. The Giants. Um, I'm trying to think. Anyway, they've blown like five leads this year, and all of them. I mean, that that uh, my, the the Miami one was in the fourth quarter. They were up twenty one thirty five, and they blew it. I mean, they're just prone to blowing leads. And Lamar Lamar Jackson is not under contract, Christian. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is not under contract. So, I mean, that just makes it worse. So, yeah. I'm just saying. But, okay, moving on. Your Los Angeles Chargers got a very, very good win today. Uh, Well-deserved-ish. Um, they beat the Arizona Cardinals 25-24 on a two-yard, two-point conversion by Gerald Everett to win the game after a, I think it was like a three-yard run from Austin Eckler into the end zone, and then Gerald Everett sealed the deal uh, for the Chargers. So, very, very good game. Um, very close game. Very. Uh, but then Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Dude, Cliff Kingsbury has to get fired at the end of this year. It's ridiculous. They're never on the same page. It's it's bad. You think it's his fault? Whose? Cliff Kingsbury's. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And I say that because you see all of the Cliff Kings. First of all, Cliff Kingsbury is the worst play caller inside of two minutes. Worst ever. Worse than Matt LaFleur. It's ridiculous, Christian. Is that a stat or that's just your. That's just my opinion. He's the worst play caller. Well, yeah, everybody else's opinion too. But he's the worst play caller under two minutes. Well, you know, it's ridiculous. Matt LaFleur. The Broncos coach. That too. Peyton Manning he, called like 80 timeouts before he, he called one. I know, I know. And then he kicked the field goal instead of, rest, instead of letting Russ go for it on fourth. You, hey. Now, let, now let's finish this and then let's talk. like a good decision though because Russ has been sucking. Yeah. Let's finish, let's finish the talk about the Chargers and then we can do a little bit about the Broncos. Um, But, like, Christian, what did – like? How how what did the Chargers do well today? 
Um, I think, I think they, they did pretty relatively well against the past, which is pretty good since like their best our best corner's been out, JC Jackson. But yeah, I say our run defense was decent enough, but we did let off some big run, some like big runs, and that was because like they kept bouncing it to the outside. It seemed like, and our defensive ends were like crashing down. So, which made it easy for them to get outside and get extra yards. Um, uh-huh. And, like, I watched – I didn't really watch much of the game because I was doing stuff. But, like, I definitely – I watched, like um, – what I, I watched um, the highlights, the yeah. highlight plays. Highlights, for sure. And um, just – and after seeing the Chiefs game, like – I really do dislike um, one of our linebackers, and I think at, we we definitely need to work on our linebackers. I think that's who we should draft. Hold on, let me find who I dislike. I forgot his name. He's been doing real bad. Okay, well, Christian is looking at the linebackers. Um, one like one of the things I thought the I mean first of all the Cardinals they just they've had an awful season this year and some of that's Kyler Murray, some of that's Cliff Kingsbury, and some of it's the fact that DeAndre Hopkins was suspended for six games. DeAndre Hopkins is such a big deal to that team. He's a receiver, and with him out for those six games, they went two and four. With him in, I think they go three and three. Um. Like when a when uh, a star player goes down, everybody relies on the like the second guy. When DeAndre Hopkins was out, they all everybody relied on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was pressured in that way. I mean, he got sacked twice against Minnesota to lose them the game. That was just that was like ridiculous. They've just been losing game after game after game after game. And I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, talking to the, uh, I don't know if uh, the people who are listening to this saw the. They, if uh, if you haven't seen Hard Knocks, check it out. Um, at the beginning of the year was the Detroit Lions, and they were going to do the Arizona Cardinals, but then Hopkins got suspended, so they did. They're doing midseason Cardinals, and if you want to check it out, the uh, Buddha Baker, uh, one of the safety, um, gave a speech at the game, and he said he was tired of losing, and has said said it very emotionally. And um, seemed to give a lot of heart. So, Buda Baker, um, probably one of the, probably the loudest I've best thing I've seen since he got tackled by DK Metcalf, um, six yards from the end zone. But anyway, um, like he just like Buda Baker just showed like that he ca- that he loves the game. He cares about the game. He wants the, he he wants his team to win. And it um I don't yeah so. Did you figure out the name of the linebacker, buddy? Yeah. Kyle Van Noy. I, I really think he's not been doing very good. He's been playing DN, which obviously isn't his ideal position since Joey Bosa's out. But, like, he has really not been um, – I really not liked how he's been playing. Uh, he's just, like – he just looks like he's getting, like, tossed around all the time. And – his stats have been also really bad. He's only has 15 tackles this season, and he's a linebacker. So that's pretty bad. And he's really old. He's 31. 
But in general, our linebackers are our weak point for the Chargers. And yeah. um, uh, I think Drew Tranquil, he's been a surprise. I think he's really been doing pretty good. He has 60 solo, solo tackles and three sacks. Uh, the 60 solo tackles is 11th in the NFL. So he's been doing pretty good. He did get trucked by, um, you know, what's Cordero Patterson. I think we all saw that. That was yes. his finest play. But I think if we could get a solid linebacker, that would just open up our defense so much more. I think Derwin James could play more of the of more of a safety position because he seems like he has to play a lot of like nickel and uh sometimes like linebacker ish because of our linebacker problems of the of the Chargers linebacker problems. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're we're really gonna get, that was a really impressive win. Um, through all the adversity for the Chargers, and I think that uh, this is really going to be uh, a win to kickstart the the rest of the season. I think we're going to be really good. We're going to get Joey Bosa back possibly next week, so that's just going to be lethal. Yes, for sure. Uh, out with. He had like a something with his. I think it was like a peck or something. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Christian, thank you for the insight on the Chargers. Now moving on to the other L.A. team, the Ch- uh, the Rams. They lost 26-10 to 10 today at Arizona. The Chiefs have been really, really on – have they – what is – like what stands out to you most about the Chiefs? Travis Kelsey's been balling. Yeah. While washing – while working at a car wash. Um but the point is, is that they, they've been doing amazing this year without Tyreek Hill. I mean, all these people when, like, Tyreek Hill, they, like, when Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill left their teams, they thought, oh, these two teams are going to have an off year. But it's really only the Packers that are having an, an off decade. Um, but, I mean, the, the Chiefs have amazed me this year without, with playing without Tyreek Hill. They, they got Marcus Brothers Stanley from Green Bay. And they've just been really – they've just – Patrick Mahomes has had a lot of we- different weapons. Like, I feel like la- last year he's really only looked at Tyreek Hill, but now he's kind of, like, expanding his horizons. He's looking at different receivers, you know what I mean? Kind of, like, just, like, expanding and, like, looking at other people, you know? Yeah, he's really spreading the ball around. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, that that's not always the worst thing. Yep. So, um. Christian, what do you think about the Rams? Like, what? Like, they've had an off year. The Rams. What do you think this puts them in, like, for the rest of the season and for the future? Mm, I think their future is going to be pretty bad because of the all-in approach they went, which was successful last year. They got their Super Bowl, but it it really depleted their draft capital, so it's going to be pretty hard for them to uh, rebuild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that um, we're gonna get used to seeing this type of Rams team. Um, they've also struggled with injuries, but you know, so did other teams. So did the Chargers, and we've been able to weather through it pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they just really have disappointed, especially with how good their defense is. They, 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 their offense has just been terrible. And they were, they had a pretty good offense last year, so that's really surprising for me. Okay, now I gotta ask the question because I'm curious to know your people are curious to know in general. I you you just said 
this is the type of Rams team that we're going to be seeing. What yeah, does that opinion, mean yeah. for Sean? Yeah, what does that mean for Sean McVay? Is he done, or does or does you do you think he's having a, another chance? No, I think he's a good coach, but um, hopefully, I think the front office will be able to see the type of Rams team that is probably going to be in the future. Is in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to be in a rebuild pretty soon, especially as Matt Matt um, Matt Stafford. He's he's getting towards the end of his career. So, I think they're going to have to get a pretty good rookie, a pretty good young quarterback to yeah, be able for to sure. take this team to uh back to like to a Super Bowl or to the playoffs. Okay. So, you think you think McVeigh is staying? I think he should because I think he's a good coach. It's just I think this team he's he's being put in a bad spot because of the all-in approach they took last year. It's not good for the future. You said you think he you you said he should, but do you think he actually will stay, or do you think he'll get fired? I think he will because I'm sure the owners will see the he type will, of talent this team has in the in the stay. future. Yeah, because Bobby Wagner he's going to retire soon. He's 32. We got um, um what's Matt Stafford. You don't know how long Matt Stafford. Yeah, we don't know around. how long Matt Stafford's going to be healthy or last. We got Aaron Donald who was, like, convinced to come back for another year, he's going to retire soon. So that's two of, like, their best players that are going to be gone. And Matt Stafford's probably going to be gone. And so that's just not good for the future, especially when you can't bring in such young talent because you don't have uh, for any first-round picks because you got rid of them for, like, Jalen Ramsey and for Matt Stafford. So... I think yeah. it's gonna be tough for the Rams the next few years, in my opinion. Unless they can get some like really good value picks, like if they could get like a Dak, like a Dak Prescott type player, like in the later rounds, like a really really good player. That's okay. the only way that they can avoid going into rebuild mode, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, um, mo- moving on to the Thanksgiving games. Uh, Bills beat the the. The Bills beat the uh, Lions in Detroit 28-25 on a Tyler Bass field goal. Uh, the, the Bills played in Detroit for two straight weeks. Christian, is it surprise? Does it? I mean, we saw the Lions going. Streak. It all started when they beat the Packers. But um, do you think like? Do you think is it surprising that and we all we all know they are probably going to beat Detroit? But is it is it surprising to you that they only beat Detroit by? Three points on a on a very very late field goal. Yeah, it is surprising and concerning. I'd say for the Bills, obviously they'll take their win, but like that's not a type of performance you can have against like a really good team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they definitely got to play better football than that. But um, yeah, that yeah for sure. Appreciate that. Uh. Okay, moving on. game. The Cowboys beat the New York Giants 28-20 to in Dallas. Um, I mean, we've seen the – we saw the Cowboys blow out the Vikings uh, by thir- – and they won – they blew them out thir- by 37 points. What do you think um, – did, did that kind of do – do you think – Beating the one of the top teams in the league 
by 37 really boosted their confidence going into uh, the game against New York. Uh, yeah, I think they're starting to get um, – they're starting to start. They're starting to play their bet their best football, and I think that's really good for that team. Um, it so far, if the Eagles keep playing the way they are, they're probably not going to win the division. But um, I think they'll definitely be a really tough team to to play in the playoffs. And do you know, if, you know, with all this Odell Beckham stuff, do you know if he's going to be able to return this year, or is this all for next year? You're talking about Beckham returning, yeah. Um. Hold on, say the question again. It's a little confusing. You know, Odell Beck is Odell Beckham gonna return this year or next year? Because they're they keep talking about all this, like which team is he gonna pick? Which team is he gonna pick? But is he gonna return this year or next year? Okay, so there's two sides to that story. He's able to come back, but he'll probably sign with somebody next year. He's able to come back. Is that what you're asking? Really, he, like whether play. he's able to? Yeah, he's able to play. He just doesn't have a team. He's unemployed. Oh, so I don't think he'll play all this year, but he'll come. He'll be back next year. Do you think also, he I don't will th- play in the playoffs? No, no, no. I think it's too late to sign with somebody for the playoffs. That's probably true because then you'd have to like learn all the plays really quick. Yeah, especially that's why you don't see people any sport. You don't see people playing, signing with teams right before the playoffs. You know, like yeah. what sport have you seen that happen? The well, that happened recently. Like- Did you hear it happened recently to like one of the players? Um, I think it was like a Seahawks player or something. He, he they they lost and then he got he signed got signed by another team that was already in the playoffs last year. I think I forgot who it was, but maybe. But I mean, yeah, it, you don't really. Rare. He was, you he was yeah, on you defense. You don't see it defense happen because cool. yeah, you don't really. Yeah, defense is it's a different offense and defense signing with a new team are completely different stories. Yeah, but the point is, you don't really see it. A, 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 a any player, you don't really. See, first of all, the trade deadline is like a couple a little uh, before. Before the playoffs, for a reason, because that's when you gotta. That's, that's when like you start you start memorizing the, their playbook and everything like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You you don't see people trade making trades right before the playoffs. Like you don't see people making trades like a week before the playoffs. Any sport. This is this is this is not just revolving around football. This is revolving around any sport. You don't see a trade happen like a week or two weeks before the playoffs. Like that's just ridiculous. There's no point for that. Also, you don't see anybody sign with a team. Maybe see a team, somebody sign like four weeks before the playoffs. You don't see somebody sign a week or two before the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't learn the playbook that, you can't learn the playbook that quick. So he's able to sign with a team right now, but whether the fact that he's going to, I don't think so. He'll, he'll sign with somebody next year. Also, he's still recovering from a torn ACL. His second torn ACL on the same leg. Mm-hmm. That's that's it sucks, but all right. Moving on to um, the final game, and then we'll t- and then me and Christian are playing each other this uh, this upcoming week in fantasy. So we'll talk about that. And that is, uh, Patriots in Minnesota. Uh, Vikings won 33 to twenty six after avenging a thirty seven point loss. And um, dude, the Vikings. What do you think? I mean, they're just they're legit this year. Yeah, they are. Shout out to Connor Cook for his prediction. I mean, gee, this it's amazing. Like, I know Connor told me, and we thought it was we thought he was crazy. 
uh, where you're saying they would they would win by the time we graduate high school in 2025. But dude, he they might I know. I hate to say it. It's possible. Don't get me started. Hell, it's it's really possible. But, dude, like, seriously. We all thought he was crazy, but I hate to admit it, but I think they got a pretty damn good shot of it this year. Yeah. I think they do. I I think they'll – They play like they play play against the Packers. I'm sure they'll win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Damn it. Um, any, 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 anybody can beat the Packers. That doesn't mean a thing. Okay. Um, but my the point is, is like if they, I, dude, they, they're legit. I think they'll definitely win it by the time we graduate high school. I don't think it's this year. I think they'll get to the NFC Championship because keep in mind that team doesn't have a lot of experience. Yes, if you beat the Packers, you're gonna win the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that. Um, but. The fact, the fact of the matter is, is that you just gotta. I mean, damn it, what's gotta play to your like your strengths, kind of. Just like I don't think it'll happen this year, but I think, dude, next year I think they can definitely win it. You know what I mean? Because Minnesota hasn't been to the NFC Championship game since 2018. After, like, you can't expect a team that doesn't have experience to come into an NFC Championship game acting like they've been here before and win. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you can just have somebody like you can just have somebody like um you can't just have like a team like it's kinda like ten, Tennessee versus Georgia. Perfect example. Tennessee was number one. Hadn't been in the spotlight before. They were the top dogs. Georgia had nothing to lose. They're in the, they, especially since this game's at home. And Georgia just Georgia just took advantage of Tennessee and just ripped them by the throat and just played amazing. Yeah. Well, Georgia did beat Alabama, you know? but that was when they had nothing to lose. I know. Uh, well, Georgia, anybody can beat Alabama. Mm, well, Alabama only has two losses. Talking about this year. And keep in mind, those that loss was against Tennessee and LSU. LSU, yeah. So, all right. Um, moving on to fantasy football. Christian and I are playing this week for the second time. Uh, play we we first played each other in week four, where um, I believe I won. You let's go. Let's, week four, I did. I beat you by six points. I beat you one hundred seventeen to one hundred eleven for my second win of the year. And that's the that's the game where uh, Tua had the whole concussion. That's the week too. I had the whole concussion thing. You remember that? Oh, like yeah. where like his fingers were like up to like his like I don't know, like his like his freaking like his fingers like crossed and everything. Mm-hmm. And like a seizure. Like, but um, I mean, yeah. So we're playing each other again. Uh, crit, crit win right now, but that's because my kicker has a bye. Um, so once we get once, I'll probably have a. I'll probably have. A, that once I get once I get Robbie Gold, so um, all ready for next week, Christian. Uh, best of luck to you, but I think I'm gonna come out with a W. I'm sure you think that, but it's not gonna happen. What? Hey, what? What is your? What is your team? Mine isn't. What? What do you think your team can do? Because I'm beating Guillermo by 98 points right now. What do you? Really? I have all the confidence in the world. What do you think is gonna happen? Oh, oh damn it! 
Okay. Uh, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen this week? I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a much better game than he did. Than he had. And I think Christian Watson's going to stop being lucky. Oh, BS. No, no, no. He's going to he's going to keep being lucky. Najee Harris is going to have a good game tomorrow and he's going to have a really good one next week. I think he's going to pick it up after having 27 last week. Yeah. So. And yeah, I think uh Captain Kirk um Captain Kirk Kirk Thuggins Oh <laughs> I think Kirk Thuggins is going to keep slinging that thing. Mm, yeah, to my guy Justin Jefferson is going to keep no, going on your thing. No, he's going to he's going to throw it all to um Adam Thielen. Mm, we're going to go we're going to go to Justin Jefferson. Okay. We're going to call you, we're going to do it with Justin Jefferson. Mm. So it's I it's I mean I'll 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 love so we're just playing it. All right, I think that pretty much wraps it up. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, let me think. Oh, I did want to talk about Odell. Did you hear about like the police escorted him off a plane or something? When? That was today. It was because basically it was like they said he was going in and out of consciousness, and I guess. He, People thought he was wondering if he was like okay or something. Oh, I don't know. He dude. said he was sleeping, but like you know, well, that can mean a lot of different things. Okay, yeah. it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Oh my. Oh my god, dude, that's that's. Okay, that's really bad. Yeah. Oh man, but I did not. I dude. Odell got he was he was in he was courtside in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just tired or something. But like, he's not getting yeah. arrested or anything. It's just like the police had to like take him out of the police. Dude, that's so weird. I know it's kind of weird. Like, oh my god. But anyway, uh, the Eagles just beat us thirty-three. Honestly, surprising. Yes, sir. That... Wait, did you see though? Um... Honest, honestly, not honestly, not surprising that Jordan Love uh... was throwing some dimes though. Christian Watson was catching Jordan Love's ducks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it was. Jordan Love wasn't throwing dimes; he was throwing ducks, and Christian Watson just caught. Man, it was literally like a two-yard pass. Christian Watson just went and just scored a 63-yard touchdown. That's a dime. No, that's not a dime. For that's a little jo- shovel Jordan pass. That's in all the way. That's not a dime. Jordan Love standards, it's a dime. No, whatever. Well, Jordan Love has very, very low standards. I just hope we don't have to deal with that. Well, with let's that see. Guy I think he had a pretty good game. Yeah, we got to get Rodgers healthy. No, I think you got to cut Rodgers and keep playing Jordan Love. Cut Rodgers? You mean trade Rodgers? No, cut him. For what? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe you could trade him to the Broncos. I'm sure they'll give you two first-rounders for him. And Russell Wilson. <laughs> All right, no. well, I don't have, have anything. Give you a first-rounder plus Russell Wilson. Hey, I'm Wilson. down for that. I'm down for that. Pack a country. Let's ride. <laughs> All right. Cheese, cheesehead country. Let's ride. I'm ready to. I'm ready to play back at uh, in Wisconsin again. Back in country. Let's ride. Can uh, I have a question guys... for you before this ends? Got it. Would you rather have 
AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones? If you had to get rid of one. Oh. oh. Get rid of one? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, Probably get rid of AJ Dillon because I don't. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. There's a reason behind. There's a reason behind everything. No, I, I agree with that. Um, Aaron Jones is kind of like a receiver, a little in a way, you know. Yeah. He he had a touchdown catch from Rogers. Um, Aaron Jones is just like gift. Like he's more of a receiver than AJ Dillon is, and that's why I say, um, Jones because. He's more of a receiver than Dylan is. I mean, Dylan's caught one catch, and it was it was a remarkable catch, but it was only like 14 yards for a touchdown. You know what I mean? Wasn't very yeah. long. Aaron Jones is having a good year, though. He has 700 rushing yards so far. Oh, no, and no doubt, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry. Which is no doubt about it. No doubt, no, no doubt about. It. You know. So. All right, well, you have anything else you want to add? How about Josh Jacobs, 300 yards a game? Oh, and an 86-yard game-winning touchdown for sure. For yeah, sure. That's, that's crazy. I was uh, just, just took off and then never – notice how that – because Derek Carr decided not to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a good observation. Very good observation. I'm just, I'm, it's just, it's just amazing what Derek Carr can do when he doesn't throw the football. He led his team in receiving yards and rushing yards. Yes, receiving yards by receiving. Uh, never mind. All right. Well, I got. That's it for me. Sure. Is, it, is that it for you? Or you have one more. Yeah, thing? that's it for me. All right, guys. Th- uh, I know this. Is, I know it's a long episode, but thank you for listening. If you li- if you listen the whole thing, thank you. Um, and we'll try, we're trying to be a little bit more consistent. We got winter break coming up soon, so we'll probably shoot some more episodes at you. Uh, I'm Fitz Kerrigan, Christian Mott, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. See ya.